I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's program, we take a look at the precision potential following the finish of a prolonged planting season. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And a reminder that by subscribing, you'll be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Well, summer is typically a prime time frame for precision salespeople to engage customers on future purchasing decisions. But with many regions dealing with delayed planting this spring, precision specialists have perhaps put off having conversations with customers about technology additions or upgrades. Given the circumstances farmers are facing with late emerging crops, there may be different in-season selling opportunities for dealers, particularly on the agronomic side, says George Russell, founder of the Machinery Advisors Consortium. Aerial scouting, infield sensing, and agronomic services are among the technologies he cites as having growth potential as farmers look for ways to more efficiently manage their crops toward a profitable harvest. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, we share excerpts from our conversation with George which highlighted a few of the short-term opportunities and why the current market could also force some dealers outside of their comfort zone based on customer demand for in-season services. Well, hey, George, really appreciate you taking some time to visit with us here today. I know, uh, you know, you've, you've been busy here, uh, you know, so far this year, and uh, I know you've had a lot of conversations uh, with dealers, but I, I guess really just wanted to sit down and chat a little bit today about um, some of what you're seeing, some of what you're hearing uh, on the precision side in terms of, I guess, where we are at this point in the year uh, as far as the market goes. And, and maybe you have some thoughts and comments on, um, you know, just the, the perspective you're getting on the market as a whole. So there's definitely uh, a lot of interest in the value that uh, precision farming and the whole area of technology and agriculture can uh, bring to bear in an unusual year like this year. Uh, you may have seen it that some people call this a black swan year, you know, with all the th- uh, things that uh, don't happen very often, but they have tremendous implications. And so, what, uh, in general, what I observe is that this is where uh, people need to be using different tools because they're under stress. Uh, in the past, in a year like this, uh, you would have seen people make buying decisions as a result of needing to get over the ground quicker, and whether that means bigger planters or more horsepower. Uh, so, though, you know, you take that level of uh, need, and uh, now you overlay what are some of the other things that that could be used for to help get the work done quicker. Uh, certainly, there's a lot. Uh, of interest then in precision and, and, and certainly some of the agronomic solutions come to uh, an importance now. And let's take an example in the technology area because there are a lot of folks that have got to replant. Uh, the ability to you know, do some aerial imagery and find out what are the areas I should or should not plant or do I need to reapply fertilizer if it uh, got washed away. So using some of those practical tools that are now available are causing people to 
make some changes that they would may not have done in a normal year. Mm -hmm. So that's what I see as a tremendous amount of interest. Um, I'm in the uh, process of a couple of dealer groups this week and next who um, we ha where we have as a focus how to uh, how to implement and hold a business model around precision farming, but we also have as that how to apply technology in general in the dealership. So ask me again in two weeks, I'll have some better <laughs> idea with some people that we've kind of set up to look at that. I know that uh, we were, we, in a normal year we'd planned this, we thought things would be done. Well, there's a lot of folks that uh, had to make some decisions and, and couldn't do it because they're still working. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, certainly over the past few years, we've seen a bit of a shift on the precision side with much more of a focus on those ROI-based uh, products, and, and right. particularly on the hardware side. You know, when you're talking dealers, you know, they've really stressed the fact that, you know, they've had to kind of show that a lot more to customers, right. you know, to get that investment from them. Um, particularly now, obviously, with, with the way planning's gone this season, you know, certainly they've been able to make some strides with, you know, getting that equipment in the hands of customers maybe a right. year or two ago. But it's interesting now, you mentioned now that we're kind of moving past that and now looking at infield opportunities, uh, particularly with, you know, some of the situations farmers are dealing with that, you know, UAVs would come up and obviously probably sensing technology. Yep. We've seen, you know, kind of, uh, you know, some moderate growth, moderate adoption, you know, within our audiences of, of those tools. Do you anticipate we're going to see coming out of, you know, maybe the late spring and, and now getting into summer, um, you know, more of a, an interest and in potential adoption in, in those types of tools? Yeah, it's always uh, uh, fraught with risk and make predictions like that, but <laughs> I certainly think that that's the interest that uh, I'm seeing of, of in, in the interest in these meetings that we're having upcoming, people want to talk about, they, they want to learn from other people what they're doing, and think practical things that they can use. Uh, we've actually taken some of the um, uh, content you did at your Precision Farming mm -hmm. Summit about what stage people are, the three mm -hmm. stages of adoption, and people are real interested in terms of, I'm at this level, what do I need to go to the next phase of that? Uh, so I think my prediction is we will see at the end of this season, and as we go through the growing season into harvest, we will see uh, a lot more valuable testimonials mm -hmm. of what technology in general can be doing to help people. Mm -hmm. I should tell you that uh, just like in a field where things are not uniform, it's not uniform with dealers, I've had a couple conversations with dealers in the last 24 hours and asked them these types of questions, how they're doing. And one dealer says, we just happened to be in a garden spot. He said, you know, stuff has happened all around it, but in our area, it couldn't have gone better. And uh, we're done, and we have plenty of moisture, and things worked out just right. Another dealer who uh, I talked to that's in the eastern Corn Belt, where there's a lot of preventive planting acres, he said, actually, things are a little bit better than we had thought they would be uh, mm -hmm. when we look at our entire trade area. So that, again, just shows the variability that's inherent in mm -hmm. our business. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I've had some similar conversations getting around this spring as well, where, uh, you know, you would kind of find a pocket in a particular state, you know, where they said, actually, you know, we've locked out. You know, things have gone pretty smooth and yeah. customers seem to be, be making it okay. Have had a few of those, though, where, um, you know, there, there's been kind of some discussions along the lines of, well, you know, if we do get into the point of, of you know, our customers don't plant, well, obviously, there's, there's kind of a potential trickle-down effect there, um, you know, that's going to 
progress then throughout the season in terms of purchasing decisions. Yeah. Any, any thoughts along those lines of what we could see, you know, whether it's on the positive side or maybe the challenging side, you know, as we look further into the season here in terms of what farmers might be looking for uh, on the investment side? Well, I, again, I think that's, this is going to be, because there's so many different variables, whether you're talking machinery or fertilizer mm -hmm. or chemicals or availability of land or, or them talk, deciding whether, what programs or not they want to take, there, there are a lot, there's a lot of moving parts right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you overlay on that just the, you know, the geopolitical uh, environment with tariffs and, and uh, prices and uh, so forth. I think that's the, the sense is with all these moving parts that an individual operator might make, need to make or uh, a dealer needs to, to uh, be sensitive to, you're going to see a lot of questions being asked mm -hmm. about what things I can do for my particular situation. Mm -hmm. So those types of testimonials, those types of experiences, those types of sharing, well, what can I do differently? We're, we're in a we're in a we're in a um, a conservative uh, industry. You know, we're tied to the land. Uh, we're built on relationships, and it takes some external events, some unusual events, oftentimes to cause people to think about a different idea. Mm -hmm. Because we're inherently we we like keep doing what we're doing mm -hmm. and keep doing that better. Mm -hmm. So this is a chance to try some things different. People may be forced into doing things differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting uh, talking with, with dealers now, particularly this time of year, as we kind of get into now the, the summer season, you know, and, and a lot of the, particularly in the precision side, a lot of uh, specialists and salespeople will kind of say, hey, this is kind of a, a window now we'll use to have those conversations with customers, talk about what they want to do, you know, coming into fall, what can yeah. we do now, you know, now that the crop's in the ground and kind of look beyond and it's always interesting because they kind of see that as a, a window of opportunity um, anything from from your perspective on you know does does that shift at all this year with maybe the priorities that you know uh, dealers and their customers might have obviously thinking about what they want to do either now or kind of looking at you know the fall or even into early next year uh, this is going to sound trite but solution selling, you know, which we, we say a lot, but when you have so many moving parts and you're in the, in the middle of the season, hopefully, you know, in the Corn Belt areas, we're, you know, we're, we're essentially, hopefully through most of the planning, but there's some replanting, uh, and you're looking ahead to actually putting the grain in the bin in the fall, uh, there's still some opportunities to make some changes. And so to have a positive outlook. So if you're in the solution selling business, this is a target rich environment to try to find different solutions. So this w is going to uh, put some pressure and good pressure on those people who talk about solution selling to actually figure out all the different handles to pull and levers to push and buttons to push to help a particular producer in many different fields and different parts of the fields come up with the right solution. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's what we'll find uh, for the, through this season is that, t that type of approach. It's just going to test that concept of solution selling. Mm -hmm. And those that do it well, those that can look beyond just the, what they have to sell and figure out other ways to uh, 
work with and collaborate with mm -hmm. other other people, other suppliers, other solutions, I think they're going to win. Yeah, that's been a big point of emphasis for uh, particularly a lot of the precision dealers is trying to, you know, be dot connectors to a certain extent, you know, with yep. obviously the machinery that their dealership may sell, the technology that they're selling, and then obviously looking beyond, you know, whether right. they're working with an agronomic partner, it's something they have in-house, but um, there's a lot more to be done, like you said. You do hear the, the phrase, you know, selling solutions, you know, a lot more commonly than, than you used to because it's not just this piece and this piece and this piece, you know, and then it's got to be figured out how they all connect together. There's a responsibility yeah. now that kind of comes with that, so. Yeah, I think it's, I think the phrase has got to be connected and got to collaborate hmm. in terms of what we're doing. All, all these things have to connect and it's, it, for, the, for the iron focused machinery dealers, this may be a, 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 an opportunity or may be forced to, to to move beyond just selling the iron to looking at some other things that their their producers need. I mean, certainly, you know, when I talk about you know bigger planters or bigger mm -hmm. sprayers is mm -hmm. in reaction to getting over the ground quicker. Moving beyond that to in a competitive world to what are their competitors are doing that are offering that plus some other solutions that may not require buying a piece of machine but doing things differently in terms mm -hmm. of the agronomic solutions or no, I don't have to replant this area. Uh, because it comes out of the data, hmm. there, there's going to be some, uh, going to test some uh, some of those assumptions about just selling one thing mm -hmm. versus connecting and collaborating. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you do you see uh, an opportunity that might be, oh, maybe more prevalent than another? I mean, whether it is uh, taking the approach of you know trying to internalize a lot of that, you know, the the solution selling versus you know kind of looking to to partner or collaborate. You know, do you do you see one way or another that might be more effective or or efficient from a dealership standpoint? I see. Again, I go back to the the three phases of adoption of technology mm -hmm. that. Uh, come out of uh, the, a lot of the, the work that uh, you do uh, and to help sensitize dealers to that. There's still a lot of people that are still just figuring out how to make the machines work better together, the phase one, mm -hmm. you know, just the machine efficiency and optimization. There's still a lot of people that are, say that's where I'm gonna be and that's where I'm gonna add the most value and the other agronomic solutions beyond that, I'll let somebody else do that. So there's still some people you know, in that and they're happy and they're doing well there. Mm -hmm. But I see uh, more people curious about moving to the next couple phases in terms of adding uh, the agronomy somehow, whether that's collaborating with mm -hmm. other agronomic solution providers or getting more of that expertise in-house. Yeah, that, that does seem to be the case, you know, and again, uh, maybe it's uh, getting some of those dealers out of their comfort zone, you know, uh, whether they've, uh, you know, kind of realized it or not over the past couple of years, I'm sure there's some decisions that are being made now on kind of taking a look at where things are going and deciding, well, you know, is this best for our business? Um, if it is, that maybe is an area they're getting into, but I know there's certainly been dealerships I've talked to that three years ago, agronomy was the furthest thing you right. know from their business plan but you know as they kind of got more into the market and saw a demand and a need they've kind of you know been been more favorable to to getting right. into that area so right. so just in terms of the uh, number of people that are coming to the dealer groups where we're fo focusing on precision farming the application of technology 
Uh, I, it's interesting the type of people coming. That some the, there's some because of the turnover. There are a lot of new people that are coming in there and wanting to learn from from uh, other people. But dealers that are realizing that they've got to have these precision farming specialists that can talk beyond the iron, mm -hmm. and that's good to see. I also see dealer principals and some people that have been in the industry a long time who are who are in that. Uh, investigation about how to move to the next phase and so there it's it's also a strategic decision that dealers make and so that's being the type of people that are interested in this are the dealer principals and some of the sales managers uh, who are are curious about how to move and how, how to do differently and of course that's the value of the dealer groups is learning from other best practices from other dealers. Well, thank you, George, for sharing your perspective on the future potential in the precision farming market. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessetermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. You can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2019 podcast series. For George Russell, the Machinery Advisors Consortium, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening. <music>